Hey guys, thanks for tuning in, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or the new podcast, which is on Spotify and hopefully on Apple iPodcast, whatever it's called, coming soon. This time we're going to talk to you about VO2 max intervals and how to get faster because recently, well, I shouldn't say recently, uh, there's really two different types of VO2 max intervals you can be doing and there's been some good threads about, you know, it, are the shorter ones actually as good for you as longer VO2 max intervals? And I just want to share some thoughts, hopefully help you get faster. I would highly recommend you check out the blog for this one because it just gets more in depth. I've also posted a lot of comments that I got from my people on the trainer road forum when I polled them, you know, which ones do you do? Do you do the short ones? And when I refer to short, 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off, or 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 20, 10, et cetera, et cetera. So these micro burst or even Tabata intervals, or do you do more classic three to eight minute intervals? And then how do you figure that out? Like what time do you focus on? Or do you do a hybrid, which uh, doing both? Um, talking about the Tabata intervals first, it's interesting because when you're doing Tabata, you're going all out and then recovery, all out and then recovery. That is not zone five. So that's not VO2 max. But the literature shows that athletes that did that still had an improved VO2 max. So I think there's benefit to them, but they are very tiring. Um, they're mentally taxing for some people. On the flip side, other people prefer to do shorter intervals like that. Then you have the classic three to eight minute intervals. You know, you can really split the difference and do, let's say, like a five by five minute VO2 max. So 100% FTP and rest five to 10 minutes between efforts. That's like your classic go to. Um, the interesting thing about that is when you look at WKO four or five and you follow the threads along that, when you look at the VO2 max bike pack, there's the metric of how much actual VO2 max are you getting? So VO2 max is obviously when you're panting, you're, <laughs> you can't catch your breath. You're definitely not talking. If you do a five minute interval, about a minute of that is not VO2 max. So if you do 25 minutes of VO2 max intervals, you really having the ability to get 20 minutes at 95% or higher, which is the gold standard of what you want for the most physiological adaptation. So if you're not using WKO, you can do five by fives or do six by four or, you know, change it up, but make some growth in whatever, you know, time duration you're using. If you have WKO, you can use the optimized intervals, max aerobic, and it'll, the computer algorithms will tell you, you know, what do you need to work on the most, which is super beneficial because it can change. If you're at eight minutes and you crush it, it might drop down to like 345. Um, and then if you, you know, watch some Tim Cusick webinars, Watts is the driver. If you go five by four and you can do it, you don't necessarily change the time. Sometimes you want to just add more Watts. So you'd obviously be retesting sometimes going out when you're fresh and crushing the hardest formants you could do. So check out the blog. Cause I go more in depth on how to target those classic intervals. Now, which ones should you be doing? I think if you're a newer cyclist, Going out and going for four, five, six minutes all out, truly all out so that you get the adaptation is very hard. Like you need to be dead at the end of this thing. You need to be waking up in the morning and fearing this workout. It's not going to be easy. It's going to totally suck. But it is what makes you get faster. 
So if you're not mentally there yet, do the Tabata intervals. Do intervals that are going to help you get that time and zone so you start to get the physiological adaptation and then graduate to classic style three to eight minutes. The reason I would not say, so then you might say, well, why don't, not, why don't I just do the short ones? Why doesn't everyone do them if you're getting time and zone? There's obviously a huge mental side to this sport, right? Like if you don't ever train yourself to go all out for five minutes, when people who are doing that in a bike race or the hard group ride, you're going to get dropped. Uh, you got It's not just always physio- physiology. It's the brain too. And the brain is super powerful. I mean, we know how much the brain tells us to stop and we learn to push through. It's, it's easier to do that on like an FTP test when you're going at 100%. But once we start talking about riding at 120%, it is really, really hard. Uh, so you really have to focus. You really have to come into these workouts like ready to crush mentally and physically. And like I give myself a ton of, you know, like pep talks before, like I can do this. It's not a test, you know, because you're going to go out someday and it's just not going to happen. You're going to fail. You can't get, you know, knocked down because of that. So and then after you go and you graduate to the classic style, I would still throw in the microburst ones, the Tabata intervals. And maybe do those on days when you're doing a neuromuscular lifting workout or if you just don't have the gusto to come and crush, you know, five-minute intervals, let's say, um, still go out and just smash it if that's what you need to do for that week in your training cycle. Um, And then the last thing that keeping it VO2 max based, if, you know, maybe I should have started, like, why do you do VO2 max, right? Like, this is when everyone's really trying to drop the hammer. You're trying to get away from the group. You're trying to go super ham the last couple laps of a crit. Um, VO2 max, though, will help your FTP. And check out the blog for the full story. But I was talking to an athlete who was stuck on some FTP intervals. And I finally said to him, you know, we got him to graduate to doing true threshold and not just trying to grow through sweet spot intervals, which everyone's doing just so many of those now. Um, I said, hey, you got to do some VO2 max. And he said, oh, well, I did. And so I looked at his ride, and it was really just a group ride with shorter sprint efforts. You know, there wasn't really ever a sustained effort, and all the time accumulated was in zone six and seven. So as we said, you could do that and get adaptation from a Tabata interval, but that you're doing that for like 10 minutes long. This is just time accumulated in a group, like we sprinted and then we rested and then we rode, then we sprinted and we rested. So I said, go out and do true VO2 max because the data shows if you really get some time in VO2 max, it's going to push out your ability to grow your FTP. So don't look at this as just going super hard for the sake of being able to go super hard in a race, being race specific. This will help you grow your overall engine. Um, My last comment would be, All of this stuff is predicated on the fact that you have some solid endurance miles that, um, you you know, the more that you can be aerobically fit, the more you'll be able to handle of these hard efforts, the faster you will recover and the more you can do. You really only need to do two to three hard sessions a week period of anything. So if you're working FTP, you're working max aerobic or VO2 max, and then you have a ride on the weekend that will knock it out for you. So thanks for watching. Hit me up with questions. If this is helpful, please share it with one of your cycling friends. 
check out the blog, evoke.bike slash blog. If you have uh, specific questions, feel free to post them in the comments. I do check those. And my email is brendan at evoke.bike. That's what I got for you. Check it out. Talk to you later. Thanks for watching and listening on the podcast.